I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Sedano and Cap, it's your boy Clinton Yates. I know Morales said that Sedano's back, but he's not. He's on his way. So right now, Greg's filling in for us. He's Somebody. just going to kick it here for a while. But actually, let me tell you guys something. First of all, if you don't know who I am, my name's Clinton Yates. I'm a columnist from The Undefeated. If you don't know who I am by now, I don't know what's going on. You might have seen me on The Jump earlier today with Richard Jefferson. You might have seen me on Around the Horn earlier this week as well. But I got to explain something to y'all. Now, Greg doesn't know this because he doesn't know, but Amanda was in here earlier and I was talking to her about it. We have good news and we have bad news on this Thursday. Good news, Greg. I got a new phone today. It's in the box, in my bag, and over the course of the program, I will be breaking it out. I set it up so that it'll be ready to rock out of the box. We'll see if that so works. So you are unboxing on There's the air. There's an unboxing live. live on the air of my new phone. It is not the 13. It is the SE, the current, well, the 12, if you will. I don't know. They remake these things every year. It's too many of them. I, I don't, don't keep up. But I know that my phone, I don't want it to be too big, so I got the small guy. But the most important matter of the day for me is this. I leave the studio. RJ and I have a good couple segments. I say, you know what? Feeling a little iffy. I'm going to go partake in some retail therapy. So I go over to uh, one of the establishments locally, downtown LA. For those of you who don't know, the TV studio is right across the street from the radio studio. I had three whole hours to kill. Let me walk around and cop some gear, make myself feel a little better. How many different van stores did you go into? I only went to one, thank you. <laughs> it was just the one? But okay. once I get to this point, you're going to understand <laughs> why there was no return. Now, I'm thinking, okay, now there's a separate part of this discussion, which is that I have been moving to Apple Pay as a part of how I want to do things. It's the best. It's I love it. It's so much easier. You know, it came about because I had a lost card, but that's a different discussion. We'll get to that later. So I'm in this place. I'm buying, I don't know, I don't want to sound weird. I'm buying a couple hundred dollars worth of things. Nothing outrageous, just what I'm doing on this day. Thing I mean, comes up. Mind you, it's payday, okay? So oh, like, it is payday. We're fine, all right? And this stupid thing comes we're up, fine. bloop, declined. And I'm like, uh, okay, that's weird. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, first of all, this is off-rip embarrassing because you it always is when anything is declined, particularly when, listen, I've been – plenty broke before in my life it's always embarrassing when it's declined when you're not even thinking about that you know what i'm saying so i'm like all right hold up let me let me let me call the bank which first of all when you're in a, you find yourself in a situation where you have to call your bank midday mid-transaction already annoyed call the bank the guy's like hey just chill out we're gonna handle this for you sir mr yates blah blah, blah. we're gonna do this we're gonna do that i'm like are you sure you're going to do that I wish you could confirm that in some way other than you're deciding that I'm just supposed to feel good about what you're telling me on this line. We got you. Just keep it easy. I'm like, okay. And he's getting a little extra over chill on me, not really taking into account the fact that I'm upset because I've had to block two different people from getting what they wanted to do and everybody's moving on a schedule. Anyway, so the call the bank and I'm like, all right, we're good to go. I go back a third time. Boop declined. And I'm like, at this point, I'm enraged. 
You know what I'm saying? Internally, I'm not yelling at anybody. I'm just thinking, what on earth is going on here? I'm trying to do this so I can have a nice little lunch and I can chill out before the show. These are obviously first world problems, but the reason I bring this up is because I need people to understand this. Whenever the fraud situations, protections for a bank put you in a scenario where you can't spend your own money without getting angry, too strict, too strict. So I go down to the bank bank. I walk into a brick and mortar facility and I'm like, yo, can you please fix this? A, and please can I have some money so I can go get what I wanted to get. And they're hitting me with a, oh, well, you know, you can just call customer service. Oh, I called. That phone call was made, y'all. Oh, well, that's weird. Why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? I'm like, I don't know. I don't work at this bank. I'm asking for your help. I have no idea what your protocols are. So asking me questions about what didn't happen on your end is not my concern. So then I get the cash and I get enough cash that I'm thinking, okay, in case this happens again, sure enough, at another sneaker store happens again. I happen to have the cash on me. And guess what the moral of the story is, Greg? You don't like banks? I'm switching banks. Oh, you're switching banks. Oh, yeah. So you, you end up getting all of your stuff. I mean, I guess, but the whole point was that it was supposed to be relaxing as a way to pass the time in the afternoon. Instead, Retail therapy, this was not. No, I'm stomping around DTLA, angry about my bank, angry about my money, when I was just trying to have a good time. I mean, I, I know a lot of people can relate to this. When you're blocked from spending your own hard-earned cash because of procedures that are designed to, in fact, stop other people from using your cash, you've swung the pendulum too far. This yeah. is where modern fraud protection overtakes common sense, and it annoys me, Greg. And then the one time that when you do get some fraud and you have to go through all of right. these different hoops, you're like, yeah, you know, I'm really happy with this It's stuff. like I'm not interested in busting people trying to get my stuff. <laughs> I'm interested in trying to spend my own money without having to jump through hoops. It's just wild that they were even stopping you so much that you couldn't even use the card in the first five place. Five times, Gregory! <laughs> five, five times. In a 45-minute span. Lindsay, After I had been to, to the bank in my physical person once and talk to them another time. Ugh. I mean, I must have a different bank because whenever it's happened to me, usually like they'll send me like a text message and be like, hey, is this you trying to make this purchase? You this sound like the back. bankers. They were like, why didn't you get a text message? Are you sure the number on file is your number? Yes. I'm Please saying, repeat it back to me. When it happens to me. Didn't happen. Protocols fell through. So I'm a little bit on edge. It's not a big deal. You know what I'm saying? But like, I just don't understand why these things are so strict to the point that it sours the experience. Like, there's no scenario in which if some guy wants to buy some sneakers, you know what I'm saying, with my card number that he fished off me somewhere, okay, call me when that happens. Don't block me from doing what I'm doing when I'm trying to chill. Yeah, so Doesn't I was make wondering. Sense. I was wondering when you were walking in here, you seemed like kind of just down, just kind of right. quiet, and like I'm normally a, a, a pretty quick, upbeat dude. You are. It was a, a little fist bump, and then sit back <laughs> down into the studio all by yourself. You didn't want to be bothered. I was wondering what was going on. That's what was going. Now on. Now I know. Now you know what was going on. Anyway, more importantly, the Dodgers are within striking distance. Your Dodgers, Greg. If the Padres score holds up, is it holding up right now? We're in B eight. They're up four runs, one game, Greg. How do you feel? Ooh, one game. It's the top of the ninth now. Do you have it on? I do. I have it why on. Is, right why is it on in this studio? Because you there was normally the nobody in that studio. Okay, it's see, usually just me this, and this Jorge in this studio. This is the kind of day I'm studio. having. Got it. <laughs> just, just so you know. And now it's me and Jesse having. in this studio. Right, you know? Okay. So, so Adam Frazier is up. It's the top of the ninth. It's a 7-3 game. San Diego is winning. Now, if San Diego holds, that's a one game. That's one game. 
This series over the weekend where the Dodgers have to play Cincinnati and the Giants have to play Atlanta, it's a huge, huge series. Yeah. Because the way that San Diego or San Francisco is playing, they're starting to kind of have some little cricks in the armor that wasn't there. Kevin Gosman pitched tonight, today, this yeah. morning, afternoon, whatever time it is. I have no idea anymore. <laughs> but Kevin Gosman pitched. That is supposed to be one of their best pitchers, and he got lit up. So if he's having problems, then that means that's bad news for them going down the stretch. Good news for the Dodgers, who've all been playing great. At this point, though, where is – okay. You know, I talk about this all the time, expectation levels and so on and so forth, which is are you – there's no way you think the Giants are going to collapse out of the division. Not out of the um, – out of the division? No, not out of the division, but, like, they're not going to fall to the point where – To a wild card. To a wild card. Do you do – you, <sighs> I mean, the way that the Dodgers are playing, I've been saying it from, from the entire time. I still think the Dodgers are going to win the division. The Giants were playing too good and just staying pace the entire time. Right. But you have to look at it from the, from the Giants' side, too, right? The Dodgers kept pace with them. Yeah. Every time. The, the Giants should be way out in front of everybody. Oh, they but the could Dodgers be, are right there. Rather. Right. But they they're not. Be. Right. Because the Giants have been so strong. And the, Gi- the Giants have been putting it together in weird ways, too. They've been throwing wacky bullpen games. You know, listen. I don't think that necessarily there's anything wrong with the Giants being the favorite going into the playoffs. That was something that was decided, what, two days ago? That's what Vegas said? Yep, yep they got you know, two I, days ago. I, I think that that makes sense based on um, the competition as much as anything. But I must say, if you're a Dodger fan, you've got to be happy about the fact that you're still even this close in striking distance. You can get upset about what could have happened, but the reality is that you're still within earshot of the division. Absolutely. So let me ask you, you're yeah. a big baseball guy. Yeah. Which three pitchers would you want going for your team? So you have, for the Giants, Kevin Gosman, Logan Webb, and Andrew Desclafani. Mm-hmm. For the Dodgers, Walker Bueller, Max Scherzer, Julio Urias. Well, you got to take the Dodgers there. I mean, right. for a multiple So down reasons. the stretch, and then you still have Tony Gonsolin and Clayton Kershaw on the back end of that? Clayton Kershaw, we liked his, we liked his appearance coming back. That I was I was concerned about that, Greg. I was concerned that we didn't necessarily know what kind of form he was going to be in, but he was there with his old buddy Matt Stafford, who shockingly, who knew they went to school together back in the day. Not that that's ever you never been heard that before. Point no, First time? but I mean it's amazing how much that keeps coming up. Anyway, um, even though it was a very cool story that uh, he was there to see that, see him get his first hit. Um, I like the way the Dodgers lineup sets up. Urias looks great. Like I haven't seen this guy throw. I mean he's what he gets the eighteen wins. Which is, I mean, where are you on that, Greg, in terms of how, how good of an accomplishment you think that is for him in this season, particularly? I mean, he's, what is it, a year and a half off of Tommy John surgery? Yeah. Or having or it wasn't, maybe it wasn't Tommy John, it was just shoulder surgery? Shoulder, yeah, I think it was shoulder surgery. It was shoulder yeah. surgery, but still, like, the what he's doing, he is far and away better than every other, wins-wise, better than every other pitcher in major leagues. And he's doing it, and he has a great shot at winning 20 games. That doesn't happen in today's game anymore. No. He could win 20 games and be their third guy. Right, and their third guy. (laughs) And the biggest part about that, a lot of people, I was one of them for a while, if he could win 20 games, still have a sub-three ERA, and people want to move him to the bullpen. Yeah. Can you do that at this point? I I don't think you can do that at this point, but that that doesn't mean that he wouldn't possibly be effective, particularly in a playoff scenario. I mean, if you think about how you line up your men, I mean, man management in terms of your staff. Let's just say that you do want to get Clayton back in. Would you rather have Rias available two to three times in a series in a potential spot start or sort of stopper, not quite a closer relief mode, or would you rather just let him go one and take your chances? 
See, that's that's the huge question, right? Yeah. I, I think originally thinking that Clayton Kershaw was going to be back and he was going to be the third starter and Orius being the fourth guy didn't make as much sense to me. I would have rather have seen him multiple times in the series like you were talking about. Yeah. But because of how things are playing out, I think you got to move Kershaw to that fourth spot now uh. and Urias be the third guy. So when you start a, a five-game or a seven-game series, it's got to go either Bueller, Scherzer, Scherzer, Bueller, whichever way you decide sure. it to be. I go and then Bueller, Urias. Scherzer. I, I agree with you, but I think after what Scherzer did Scherzer the other night, I don't know, man. He might be the number he is one guy. amazing. That's true. And I've seen him pitch in game one situations where he can shut it down on you and sort of take control of a series. It's amazing. It's, it's, look, I watched Max Scherzer pitch for many years. And at the time that he was signed by the Nationals, a lot of people were like, man, 210 mil, that's a lot of money. But he arguably became the most important free agent signing in the history of the franchise. I mean, it's not even arguable in that point, I would say. And now, because of what he's doing, I mean, as far as deadline acquisitions go, I don't know how much higher you can rank him. I don't think you can. I mean, I'm sure – I don't know the history of baseball as well as some people, but right. this deal that the Dodgers made to get both Scherzer and Trey Turner, who's been incredible – Told you about Give that. him all the money, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sidebar. The priorities have shifted on the infield. Yeah, I tried to tell bit. you that, Greg. You did. I tried to tell you. You're did. like, oh, there's no way. There's too many guys. There's too many pieces in the puzzle. Nah, bro. Turner's worth it. No, yeah. Totally. He is worth every dollar. Man, he, the slides that he make are just so smooth. The guy's a great base runner. Yeah, great base runner. But either way, this is one of the best – Deadline acquisitions I've ever seen, period. I mean, Manny Ramirez was a big one that they brought in, but sure. this one is huge. I meant in big league history. Yeah. I didn't just mean for the Dodgers. Oh, I know. CeCe Zabathia comes to mind. Lindsey yeah. talks about him all the time because mm-hmm. he was uh, he played for Cleveland. Nice guy, by the way. Even the, actually CeCe going to the Brewers. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But CeCe going to the Brewers at the time, I was only re- referencing yeah, yeah, yeah. the Cleveland element. We love CeCe in this household, by the way. He's a great guy. But yeah, Lindsey, what do you think about these pickups? What do you think about the rotation in terms of what they might do in the playoffs? I mean, I would start with Scherzer because I feel like that's the reason why you got him. You don't go out and get Max Scherzer unless he's going to be your number one guy. I know, you know, Walker Bueller, he's been the guy for the Dodgers, but Scherzer is, he's he's the Cy Young favorite right now. I think that's the guy that you go in the big game scenario. Walker Bueller is your number two, and then Urias is your number three guy. Okay. All right. I don't hate that. That works for me. Coming up, we're going to talk a little basketball. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right. So I'm here, finally, after having to uh, get through security here in New York, which isn't easy. I have had a miserable travel day, is all I'm going to say. (laughs) We are whining. It's been a lot of whining on the program already today. Okay, so I, 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 I heard you saying the phrase... I got issues with the bank because the fraud protections are too strict? Yes. What does that even mean? What it means is when you try to, let's just say, you're outside of your normal, for lack of a better term, drop zone, which I'm not for the record, by the way, Mm -hmm. outside of your normal drop zone, and you're tricking a little bit, which I was not either. 
by the way. Right. They're going to be like, oh, well, you know, we didn't know it was you. We stopped that and declined that payment or whatever right in front of your face three times in a row while people are looking. I'm like, yo, that's not fraud protection. That's just annoying. Okay. Like if I, I, I don't know, man, it's just sometimes one too many times I've had to deal with that where the question is, well, we thought it was somebody else and the, the procedures to make sure that I can easily override it are not streamlined enough for my taste All right, of switching can, back. Can we say who you bank with? No, I'm not doing that. That's a dick that I say move. That's not even the point. The point is, is that everybody knows what I'm talking about when that fraud protection hits you at the worst time when you're just trying to relax. And I'm but like, they don't text you like to give again, you a heads up? They, I got no texts. Huh. I had to call the bank. And after calling the bank, still didn't happen. Two more denials went down to the bank in person, George, and it still wasn't working on the other end. Ooh, this yeah, bank needs good. to get their S together. I'm switching yeah. banks anyway. Let's go. Let's go, Gotta go. bank. I, 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 that is ridiculous. No text, <laughs> no email. No nothing. But do you set? did you set up your preferences to have those uh, George, things in place, those safeguards? The point is, after I talk to them on the phone, they should be setting the preferences for me. And number two, after <laughs> wait, I showed wait, wait, up wait, wait. at the bank wait. to tell them what the problem was, they should have solved it. Neither happened. Okay. They should have solved it once you went to the bank. But beforehand, as we peel back the layers to this onion here, it sounds like you did not have said preferences. I don't know what the preferences are because <laughs> I'm not worried about that kind of crap. You had the default preference. The yeah. default preference should be to hit up the person whose money is trying to spend their own cash. The default is the issue. I am not the problem in this scenario. Yeah. Oh. The customer's always right? No, the customer's not always right. I'm not that crazy. But in this case, it was very frustrating. That's all I'm saying. Where were you? Downtown LA, four oh. blocks from this very building. Mm. Something I do all of the time. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, like, this wasn't even, I didn't even understand why this fell into the, this should have never been flagged, in my opinion. You know? <laughs> oh. That is a weird flag, yeah. for sure. You know? Like, I can't I mean, buy we lunch like near in my job. city, for right. sure. I you get know? it. Anyway, yeah. I'm, I'm normally very, because, you know, we travel a lot for this job. Yeah. I'm very particular about my, my travel setups. Have you been flagged in other places recently? No, I was in I was in Wisconsin the other day. Didn't tell, yeah. didn't tell the bank. Yeah. I could have bought half the cheese in the state, yeah. you know, because they didn't even ask. You were at the Little League World Series recently. I saw you there. I told them I was there, yeah, so they knew. I'm normally very oh. good about the itinerary stuff. Yeah. But yeah. the inter-LA stuff, come on, guys. You know, what are we doing? Yeah, do you have to tell them you're going from uh, right. DTLA to I'm Venice? I'm going to like, the what, east side, so yeah. let me buy a taco and a half without yeah. getting my thing declined? <laughs> Come on. And, and, and of course, there is the embarrassment of the you're with people. Oh, yes. The embarrassment is the whole issue. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because people, I was talking, I was telling Amanda about this, and Amanda was like, "Yo, happened to me in a department store the other day. I was screaming. I know I had the money, which is even more embarrassing. Right. But what are you supposed to say? You know yeah. what I mean? It's just, oh, people the- looking you sideways, right. like, damn, yes, dog. So look at that guy. That's the guy. That guy's what? on TV. I guess right? He doesn't what make a as much bomb! Yates is out here getting declined. Yeah, it must be nice. You know? Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah. I thought that guy made a lot of money at right. ESPN. <laughs> it's payday too. It sucks. <laughs> anyway. First world problems, but that's why I was a little off kilter when I came. <laughs>
Oh man, I feel better now though. You've made me good. Laugh, so I'm glad. That. I've that's, had a rough day. That's what so. we're trying. That's teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah, exactly. So, what's up with the Dodgers rotation? What was your beef with the Dodgers rotation? There was no beef. The question was just, what would you do? Do you put Urias? Let's just say Clayton Kershaw comes back and has yeah. a great couple of weeks. Right. Do you say? Do you say to yourself, we keep Urias in the three hole in terms of where he is in the staff, mm-hmm. or? Do you potentially drop him down the four with the possibility that you might be able to pop him in for a couple bullpen situations on top of that if you were in a seven-game series? That's not a problem. It is just a question I think Dave Roberts is going to have to figure out depending on the performance of Clayton. So one Greg Bergman, Gregory as we like to call him around here uh, because he's a distinguished gentleman now um, (laughs) these days. But he kind of convinced me that the four hole – this was a couple weeks ago we talked about that when Kershaw came back that the four hole would make sense because of said bullpen – uh, discussion and uh, look I have been a proponent of Julio Urias needs to be your de facto closer if you're not comfortable with Clint with Kenley that, yeah. like I have a, no problem with that being the case I think that's but that's a commitment you know what I mean that's a commitment that takes him out of a potential no but you could do the old school Jesse Orozco Roger McDowell or the Reds remember the Reds yeah the, 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 the bad the three, boys the or nasty whatever? boys yeah the nasty boys my bad sorry no you're bad good. boys were Detroit Pistons <laughs> um, I also thought for one second after I said it I'm like were there two bad boys no. like did I did I miss that um but yeah the nasty boys right Rob Dibble and Norm Charlton Norm Charlton yeah yeah and then who else I can't remember who there was, was the a third. third member of the nasty oh Randy boys. Myers Oh, of course. Randy yeah. Myers, who also pitched for the Mets, as I mentioned, Roscoe and McDowell. Um, so, yeah, like, I, you know, you can have two guys. Why sure. not? Okay. I just don't know that after this guy has the season. He might have 20 wins this year, George. I know. It's he could incredible. get to 20 wins. He shows up yeah. in the playoffs in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that affects a guy. I'm not saying it's the bad strategy. I'm just yeah. saying that it would be very interesting to be like, okay, 20 wins. You're the third best pitcher on the roster, perhaps, and you're sticking to you in the bullpen. That might be a little bit weird. Well, and by the way, he has been fantastic since July. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, like unbelievable in July and August and beyond. And and everybody had their little hiccup in Major League Baseball after the whole spin rate fiasco right. with the sticky stuff. Like Garrett Cole, Gorilla him. Snot, whatever. Yeah. yeah, all this, all those guys had issues in June. Uh, offense was up in the month of June, but in the month of July and beyond, then things started to settle back down again. Yeah, no, it's true. And that's why I think it would be difficult to sort of just, I don't want to say cut off his momentum, mm-hmm. but, you know, if, if a guy's that strong, going that well, starting games, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know that you want to interrupt that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't either, to be frank with you. Um, I, it, it's a tough spot, but I do think that they value his versatility yeah. as much as anything else. I would agree with that. So because of that, I think it's important. The four-hole would be great. And look, you know, that's a big if. Like, we started this conversation like you you said if Kershaw performs well over the next couple of weeks. That is not a given, necessarily. Like, I would imagine he might, but it is not a given by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, I I agree with that. That was my main concern with him coming back is that they would put too many eggs in the Kershaw basket, and then it turned out that either the performance wasn't there or perhaps the injury was not exactly where they thought it would be. But it is a big if. I I, I absolutely understand that. But it's also an if that is sort of very uh, how do I say this counterlevered. Where like if the if changes and it's a defend it's a definitive yes, then that adds a lot more pressure on the other side. Yeah. By the way, I you are in the studio in L.A. Yes. I am in the ESPN studios in New York. I'm kind of miss being in a studio. I got to be honest with you. Bro. This is 
This is nice. There's computers around me, multiple computers. There's multiple television screens. screens. Yeah. There's a clock. Like you know that you know I don't have to look at, like squint at my little computer clock with the seconds ticking down. Like yeah, there's no like microphone in my in my face like hanging from my face. You are know? you like, are you in Seaport or are you over at no, the actual I'm in, station? Uh, I'm in the ESPN New York. So you're I'm at ninety eight seven. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've been there. That's a great studio. Are you in the big room? I don't know which room. I'm in Studio C. Whatever. Okay, that is. so there's A, B, and C, and A is a palace. Right. That's the one with Michael K. In there. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And that's then Chris cool. Canty is using B for his show with uh, with uh, Mike Golick Jr. Right. And uh, and then you and I are working out of here and there. So, nice. Uh, but yeah, I kind of miss being in a studio a little bit. Love now it's nice because it's quiet and nobody's messing with me, and it feels like they've just left me alone, which is kind of nice too, to be honest with you. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I kind of miss being in a studio. Although, bro, I got to be frank with you, What's I up? miss LA in the worst way. Yep. <laughs> like I haven't been to New York in a long time. It was nice when I got here. Like it's warm, it's humid, it's very New York summer still. Yeah, but. I went to the village to have dinner with a buddy of mine when I got here last night. But today has just been a nightmare. And I'll explain more as <laughs> okay. the show goes on as to why it's been a nightmare. And this is why we should, as much as we complain about the traffic in L.A., the the situations that arise here via transportation um, are second to none. Multi, um, multimodal headaches if something yeah. goes wrong. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> so I, we can get into that a little later. I do want to get into all this USC drama. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, because... There have been reports today from the folks that cover USC here, like Inside USC. Uh, you know, all these blogs are coming up with their sources, and this is what I love. I love me some source talk. Some, some yeah. unnamed sources. Unnamed sources are coming <laughs> strong today on USC. So we'll get into that on the other side. Clinton Yates is hanging out with us today. It's Sedano and Cap here on 710 ESPN, back in a couple of minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. I mean, that is pretty much how the show would go, to be honest <laughs> yeah, with you. That's true. There would be a lot of non sequiturs <laughs> and uh, not a lot of rhyme or reason or building of layers to the conversation. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I am uh, perhaps slightly a more seasoned interviewer. Um, so I, uh, you know, I mean, I do it for a living. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I interview people in sometimes very angry people uh, in the middle of games. <laughs> That's true. So I, uh, you know, I certainly can deal with Clinton, who is not anywhere near as angry no, as a Greg Popovich I, I am, would be. I am highly miffed is what yes. I am. Yeah, yeah. You're not, you're not popping me. You know no, what I'm saying? No, like, you're not, yeah. <laughs> not, not at all. Yeah. So anyhow, um, so... Real quick, um, I uh, so I mentioned I'm in New York, and 
I was like, oh, okay. I, I'm gonna. I got to go to Bristol. For people that don't know, I'm gonna give you a little geography lesson very quickly. So I had to go to Bristol for a couple of meetings, and I was like, okay, I can take the train to a certain point, and then you know um, where I used to live, and then there's a rental car at the train station. I'll just drive the rest of the way. It'd be easy. Easier said than done. <laughs> As I got to the subway station, according to the app, it told me I was going to get to the subway station at a certain time, the train was going to be there, and then I was going to head to the next train, which would take me out into the, out of the city. Of course, all those trains were delayed, <laughs> not to mention the one that I got on that left the city stopped in Stanford, Connecticut, and said... Hey, this train is now out of service because oh, something is wrong. You're no. going to have to jump on another train coming up on track four. And I'm like, you know what? For all the complaining we do about L.A. and the 405 and the 110 and having to use the fast track and the 101 and all that, right? The 710, all yeah. that. For all the complaining we do, you don't have that. You're in okay? control in L.A. You are in control. You are at the mercy of all sorts of other people. In a city like New York. Yeah. I tell so, people that all the time. Is that People say, oh, the freeways are packed. Stand up you can take surface streets. There are a gazillion ways to get a gazillion places in Los Angeles, and I love it. Yes. So f- for as much as you complain, and you may be sitting in your car right now stuck in traffic on one of those freeways that I just mentioned, but know that you are at least in control. Where I got to my, um, I got to, I got to my meetings on time barely, okay? <laughs> uh, and then... I, uh, on the way back, I had to go because I have USC and Washington State this weekend, okay? Mm-hmm. So I've got to, I'm literally doing planes, trains, and automobiles, the John Candy, Steve Martin movie yeah. in 2021. That is literally what I'm doing this weekend. Ooh. Because I had to get uh, on a plane to get to New York, on a train to get to, you know, a certain point in Connecticut, and then another car to get to Connecticut, and then the same in reverse. And I will be doing this tomorrow as I fly across the damn country to go to Seattle to then drive four and a half hours to the hardest place to get to in America. That's which, the that's the drive. Pullman, Washington. Pullman yes. is a oh man, four well, and a half hours after yeah, a cross country flight. Correct, because now thankfully Beto Duran will be joining me because he's going to be my spotter during the game. Okay, so I'll have companionship at least. But I couldn't get a, a flight to Spokane um, at the time I needed to. It would get me in way too late, and I wanted to get in early. Right, so you can set uh, up. Yeah. So yeah, it was a mess. So as I'm thinking leaving bristol i'm like oh i gotta pick up my charts right for the game yeah and so i had sent it to a ups store down the street in oh, connecticut no. in bristol oh, God. I'm getting i get tense there just thinking about this yeah. and there's there's these two 18 year old kids who are like <laughs> i'm like hey man i'm here to pick up a print job and they're like oh, well did they call it in i'm like no man they emailed it you know to your email mm. and they're like oh man nobody checks that and i look at him and i go <laughs> well dude isn't that part of your job? And he's like, yeah, man, just get backed up. And I was like, okay. Well, <laughs> and he looks at the email. He's like, oh, I can do that. I go, yeah, it needs to be color, uh, you know, color of both sides, uh, double-sided on cardstock. And he's like, okay. So I go, I'm going to walk to the subway real quick, come back. You think you can have it in like five or ten minutes? Yeah, no problem. Okay. I come back from subway with my Cali, Turkey Club Cali okay. uh, sandwich. Uh, with a little bacon, a little Connecticut, avocado Connecticut's spread. finest are, meanwhile, in the back working on what you need. Yeah. So I get back to the UPS store. Nope. Can't do it. Can't print it in color, he said. And what? I'm like, well, that's kind of the deal here. Like, I needed to be in color. Like, I can't just. What can Brown do for you 
Nothing in this case. <laughs> so I waste like 30 minutes. I have to call the guy who does the charts for me, and he, I'm like, can you find a place in New York City? So when I get off the train, like somewhere near Grand Central Station, like a FedEx store that I can get get it from there. So that's exactly what happened. I get the, I get off the train, and then I get there, and then that's how I ended up Ubering here. But literally, I got here, and then I got here to the building, and the security wouldn't let me in. Oh, they're not I playing. Wasn't on the damn list. They don't play at that building. It's yeah. like a fortress. I've been there multiple times to do shows in a similar type of situation. It's like it's like the airport on some yeah. level, you know. Yeah. It's wild. So that has been my day, and then I have an early flight tomorrow. Not that early, 9 a.m. to go to Seattle. But you guys, yeah, you guys don't understand. You think it's all turtlenecks and mocknecks on the sideline? Uh Uh-uh. There's a lot of moving around that it takes to be George Sedano and one Clinton Yates. I'm going. You know what? I'm doing one of those deals tomorrow. I'm flying to Jacksonville and then driving to Gainesville. Jacksonville is like Sacramento, (laughs) but humid. (laughs) Oh. Good lord! I Why know. are you going there? To, I'm, doing the these, I'm doing these. I'm doing. No, I'm going to get, Alabama, Florida is this weekend, man. They're oh, playing the Gainesville. cocktail party! Yes, yes, yeah. I'll be there. So yeah. for promotion. Well, no, appearance. that's Georgia, Florida. No, that's Georgia, Florida. I'll be there for. I'm doing. They're these. playing Alabama, Florida in Jacksonville. No, I'm driving from Jacksonville oh, to, Gainesville. to Gainesville. You've had too many, too many dates on your calendar. Sorry. You can't even listen. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, it's okay. Sorry. That's what I'm doing. Ugh, Nissan Heisman House worse than Jacksonville. Yeah. Okay. You know what? We need I mean, to move I'm the on. Florida native, dude. I can tell. I, you, okay? I, I again, you said it. I didn't. I am happy no, to be I'm working happy to say with it. the Heisman House tour. Okay, check I it out. To, dude, Very I, excited about meeting Emmett Smith. This should be fun. When I lived in Miami, the jokes I used to make about Gainesville <laughs> and just like the um, let's just say the swampiness of it, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So, but Jacksonville is Sacramento. Like yes. that's what it is. Jacksonville this, is Sacramento, but in Florida. This and is human, ninety minutes. Yeah. From Jacksonville. So farther yeah. into the state. Yeah. So More was, swampy. Yeah. So so for you people who are wondering why you need to get you don't want to get places too late, for those of us that look like George and I, as in not like other people, you don't want to be driving to certain parts of America no. after dark. That's no. a legitimate no. hazard. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So agreed. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what that's what So it is. anywho, um USC speaking of football. Yeah. Um the sources are saying Okay, inside Troy, I want to make sure I, I got this right. I want to I want to read this perfectly because I know our man Jonathan Watson is always on it. He basically produces the show for us. Inside USC, my bad, inside USC. Ooh. Inside USC, Scott Wolf tweeted out these things. I hear that USC's top choice for the job is Oregon coach Mario Cristobal, who, by the way, was one George Sedano's top choice the last two days. Oh, okay. okay. So they were self-serving here a little bit, but all right. Okay. Okay. Uh, Then he said, that does not mean he wants it or will get it. He has just been identified. And then he added that he hears Penn State coach James Franklin is interested and so are Kansas City assistant Eric Bieniemy, which we know, and the old stalwart Jack Del Rio. Now, we've talked about Jack Del Rio on this show. We've talked about Eric Bieniemy on this show. I've not talked about James Franklin, and we've mentioned Mario Cristobal. But of those names, who excites you for USC, Clinton? And is there anyone off the board that you would perhaps like to see? Well, hold on. Well, Fickle is on the board. That, that, oh, yeah, right. Yeah, he's Cincinnati he's and 100% for sure. on 100% the board. 100% on the board, yes. Um... I'm trying to think of, like, who – so, okay, I know we're sort of up against it, and I could discuss this the entirety of the next segment, No, just, we can do – let's do this let's for, like, two that. or three minutes, and then we can continue it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, the problem is not the head coach at USC. Oh. The problem is yeah, – and I, I do not know. need to take you all, all the way down the yellow brick road, but I shall. The fallout from Pete Carroll's debauchery is still affecting this 
football program, this athletic department, and this school overall. That is the issue. There are too many people that have too many different vested interests. Just look at the athletic director turnover alone in terms of who has been coming in and out of the the Trojan program, and you can see why the football program is suffering as well. That's what I'll say. Okay. Do you want to name names or you just want to leave it like that? When Pat Hayden got hired, it was like, okay, we're bringing the golden boy back. That doesn't work out. He hired Sark, knowing full well what Sark's issues were. We are happy that Sark is out of the woods on that and thriving in a certain context in terms of who he is as a person down in Texas. That leads to the Lynn Swan era. Yeah. Which oh. tends to be forgotten. How can we forget the Lynn Swan came out of the swamp. You know what I'm saying? And like yeah. Lynn Swan's a great guy, yeah. but Lynn Swan was, was not, not an athletic was director. Was not an athletic director. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so that yeah. goes awry. I can't yeah. remember the woman's name who's the pre- who was the president of the school at that time. Yeah. The, uh you know, she gets involved. That's when Clay gets hired. Next thing you know, Lynn Swan leaves and Bones there. Bone brings in a di- I mean, it's just like the whole thing. Is just a whole what's it called a uh, a uh, I don't know what it was. Ca- palace intrigue is yeah. basically what's going on there because between the uh, uh, the athletic department the AD the boosters the board of regents or whatever you call that outfit in USC it's a mess and the issue is is that ever since Pete Carroll was who he was yeah. they don't want to bring in somebody who can right. possibly take that over yeah. and potentially bring them back to that they're going to control somebody yeah. it's not Carol Folt is who Carol Folt yes you know yeah. and it's like all right well if Carol it's just there are so many cooks in that kitchen there that are. nothing is getting out to well, the table and the and not, not to mention the boosters you that's know, what the, i'm saying the money the money people yeah, yeah. so it's it's but it's a I, I am i am anti one thing and i have been staunch on this and we'll talk about it more on the other side we'll get into that in just a second so anywho we were talking about usc and I, the family we got to stop with the family stuff all these schools do this <laughs> nebraska did it i mean with trev albert and scott frost uh, you need to stop and now i'm not saying that sometimes the family makes sense right like, yeah. but you can't just always go to that well. You see what I'm saying? Like, you know, and, and if you're USC, you've gone to that well three straight times. Now, there's there's really no one in the family outside of Jack Del Rio at the moment that would be even considered a candidate. And I don't think that Jack Del Rio is going to necessarily resonate with 16, 17, 18-year-old kids. That's yeah. just me. But I think that. You know, the rest of these candidates, whether it's Eric Bieniemy or James Franklin or Mario Cristobal or Luke Fickle, I mean, they don't have actual USC ties, and I'm totally fine with that. I, I think Fickle's tie would qualify as the closest Bone? thing to a family tie. Old oh. Boney? Oh, Bonester. Boom, 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 boom. Anyway, um, that was for Lindsay. But yeah. I, I do think that this notion that Again, the identity factor is huge for the Trojans. Like, who are you trying to be? I know Keyshawn talks about this all the time. They should be a top five program at all times. Now, look, in a vacuum, yes. But again, coming off of 15 years, basically, of what do we really have going versus what are we adding up on the ledger from a um, penalties and scandal standpoint, it's very difficult to say that you should be right back on top just because you make the right hire. And conversely, making the right hire is the hard part. 
And that's what they haven't been able to do as a result of the other problems. And so I, I don't know, man. I, I can't even think about who who makes sense in the vein of okay, somebody that does resonate with the teenagers that you like, that you mentioned rather, that people like, and who is just the best football coach to lead you out of the water because it, it doesn't appear that anybody's ever really been uh, sort of motivated or supported enough to really, really do that. And I don't, I don't know that the perfect USC candidate exists. Hmm. You know? Yeah, no, I, I don't I don't think the perfect one exists. But, like but who, I do think- who do you think would be – I mean, oh, okay, so this name was floated in the pregame meeting, and I recoiled. Deion Sanders. Let's just say Deion Sanders – turns out to be a great coach at Jackson State and this year at the end of this year there I don't even know what their record is this year but they played a couple games on national TV let's just say Jackson State goes undefeated and he's in a position because he's now coached a team for a while he's been very sort of out there in terms of his social media presence like is he off the list is he even the kind of person you want who is even the right person who's not going to create a huge problem internally for what SC's brass is about. Mm. It's tough. Yeah. There's a lot of competing interests in terms of what they think makes sense. It's not easy, you know? And that's why I think that it's going to be very difficult because this affects – you got a timeline here that's bigger than just well, – not bigger, but it's, it's a little deeper than just what happens next year because of the way the cycles work. You kind of got to get somebody in there in the next couple months, rather weeks – yeah. In order to make sure that you can get your recruiting cycles down and you can just start the process correctly. But at the same time, if you're cannibalizing your own effort within the house, speaking of the family metaphor, by trying to do that, I mean, oh, oh, I do not wish that job upon anybody in terms of the hiring search. No, I, I 100% huh. agree. Yeah, I, I, I do. I 100% agree with that. But it's not an easy job look there are certain jobs right that when they're open or not doing well everybody's starting to freak out a little bit mm-hmm. okay USC is one of them Notre Dame right is another one Texas is sure. another one um I put Nebraska in that category Nebraska is long gone sorry it's okay. never coming back for Nebraska. You think it's over? Oh, like it's people- been over for Nebraska. Okay. Nebraska, I mean, you can't recruit. They have a huge, huge alumni base, though. Yeah, the but third bro, largest alumni it's Nebraska. Like, alumni in, a, base in an in era in which you don't need actual, like, how do I say this? You don't need the name of the school to actually promote yourself. Nebraska has no advantage at all. Right. You know what right. I mean? And the, the, the heyday is over. I mean, I, listen, great program, lovely people, but it's not coming back for the Cornhuskers. Not like that. Okay, Miami's another one, sure. I think, and Florida State. I think that when, and, right. you know, the three Florida, like, dignitary schools, right? Like the Blue Bloods, right? The, those schools, USC, Notre Dame, Texas, um, are not rocking the way they should. Those fan bases are are very Jonesy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they are, they're, they're, they're you know, they're, they're rabid at that point. And I don't blame them because those programs are used to being – Top five, top ten programs, championship-level programs. And, you know, none of them really are, in my opinion. I guess Notre Dame sort of, but not really. Like, I feel like that's kind of a faux-like Well, Notre Dame's played in way more championship settings than SC has in the past Well, years. for sure. Recently, yes. Uh, yeah, they have been recently. But, I, I, like, this year, I look at Notre Dame, I'm like, dog, they almost lost to Toledo. Like, they, they're not that good this year. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's true. But And they barely beat a Florida State team that lost to Jacksonville State. So, it's like, what are we doing here with them right. this year? So... I, I do believe, though, for SC, if you get the right guy, like, 
I, I, I have, I'm a firm believer that of any of those schools, right, that I mentioned. Now, Notre Dame is a little more challenging because of, for a number of reasons. But Texas, USC, Miami, Florida State, right? You get the right coach in one of those four places, man, it is going to be rocking, okay? Yeah, that's true. The college football landscape is different when one of those, when those four schools are rocking. And I think that USC needs to make the right hire here. Like Mike Bone, look, one thing is to hire Luke Fickle at Cincinnati, right, and have that relationship. It's Cincinnati. The expectations are low. I, I know Brian Kelly was there before. I get that. But the, the expectations are nowhere near what they are at SC or any of those other schools I just mentioned. So if you're Mike Bone, you know, maybe you trust your guy Fickle and say he can do it on a bigger stage. But, man, if he doesn't, you both may be out of a job. That's what I'm saying. You know, and that's why, again, the conflicting interests of everything that goes on from a palace intrigue standpoint has overtaken the football because people expect too much. We got a listener who tweeted me at DB7987. He said, see why you do realize that USC was not a top five program when Key played there. That's crazy to expect. Okay. Nobody is denying that the expectations of the Trojan fan base are rather high. I'm not saying Key's crazy here. I'm saying that in general, writ large, I think a lot of people expect a lot that might not even be available anymore simply because of the distribution of talent in this country now for football is just all over the place. But you do have increased flexibility from players if you bring somebody in who wants to get somebody. Transfer rules help this situation, George. You know what I'm saying? You can build a roster in a way that actually is kind of convenient in some ways because you do have the SC uh, – I don't know. You just have the 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 co- you know what's the word I'm looking for anyway the cachet of yeah. of, of SC. You can do yeah. that, but yeah. the key is who is the guy because if everybody knows that you're fighting behind the scenes all the time, the guy might not want to make himself available because he doesn't want to be a part of that nonsense. Yeah. By the way, we talked for so long uh, and and had like such a good conversation about SC. I completely lost track of time. We are way over the break, so I apologize to the bosses. Sort of. I don't really apologize. You know what I'm you know I'm just gonna do whatever the hell I want anyway. Um, um, but uh, we will be back in just a few moments. Uh, I do want to get into the Rams a little bit on the other side. Uh, plus, Laura's got what? Oh, no, Laura's not here today. Does anybody have what you need to know? Do we have a what you need to know? I have what, yes. what you need to Jesse, know. Jesse, you got what you need to know. Strong. There you go. Dale, orale, Jesse, what you need to know. <laughs> Next. <laughs> 